You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. This is Locked On Hornets. We are your daily podcast on the Charlotte Hornets and the NBA. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Search your podcast app for Locked On to get podcasts on the NBA, the NFL, Major League Baseball, and fantasy sports. I'm Doug Branson. I cover the team for FanRagSports.com. I'm joined by my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, David Walker. Doug, do you have your brackets? You have your brackets filled out. It's bracket season. <laughs> brackets. Let's say brackets. 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 Uh, I have four printed out. Two for Whoa. producer Katie. Two for myself. I have not set up a digital bracket yet. Although now, you know what's dangerous is that you can you can pay people over iMessage now, right? Yeah. So it yeah. makes it that makes it extremely difficult to forget to pay your friends for a bet. Right? Like it's very easy to collect now. Oh, right, right, right. So, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, difficult yeah. to forget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, forgetting quotations. I'm sorry. We're we're on a podcast where no <laughs> one can see me <laughs> I didn't see making this. giants quotation marks. Uh coming up, speaking of brackets, we're, we're going to give you a few names that we will be watching in this year's tournament that could possibly be wearing a Charlotte Hornets uniform next season. We were going to do this whole big draft segment with Gavin Shaw of Locked On Nets, but he is under the weather. And so we will push that hopefully to Friday. If not, we'll just pick it up next week and we're going to start doing draft Wednesdays. So draft talk, you can come check this podcast out every Wednesday for some draft talk. I, here's my goal with that, David. I don't want to talk a lot during those segments because I don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Me neither. So we won't talk. We'll have some people on that. Yeah, I want to bring on people, and I want to ask them from the jump. Like you know this stuff, right? Like you know what you're about to say is correct. You've watched this team. You're not a. You're not faking it. In any way, shape, or form, we're just going to give you names later. But it's they're right. names that I maybe I made up. I don't know. Maybe you don't know. Maybe you haven't watched a lot of college basketball. I certainly haven't. So I'm not going to pretend like I know anything about these players. But what I will do is give you just some names that I'm watching, and David do will it. David will do the same. Uh, also, we will uh, recap last night's Pelicans game. And is there anything else I want to do? Oh, we've got, we want to reach back into the satchel of NBA LOLs. So if, if you didn't listen to our show yesterday, we've got this uh, beautiful satchel of NBA LOLs. This is not a burlap sack. This is a, this is a finely appointed satchel and inside are just NBA treats and maybe some other treats. Maybe, maybe it doesn't all have to do with the NBA. I'll, I'll surprise you, David, I think. And essentially, we have this here because the talk around the Charlotte Hornets is getting very heavy. It's getting very, it's getting to that point in the season where the playoffs, the hope of the playoffs has been extinguished. And we're talking about the future. But sometimes when you talk about the future, it's bright. The, The future is very uncertain around the Charlotte Hornets right now. That's how I'll put it. 
but it gets kind of heavy. So we've got the satchel of NBA lulls. When you hear the music drop, we'll reach in, we'll pull something out and have a little fun. Okay. Let's talk about this Pelicans game. The Hornets lose 119 to 115. Another close game, David, that the Hornets could not execute in at the end, and they fall short against a Pelicans team that needed a victory. That's a team that needed to win, and they were playing at the end like they needed to win because they are in a tight Western Conference playoff race, and they're without one of their best players in DeMarcus Cousins. But Anthony Davis stepped up in a big way. I want to start with this, though. Steve Clifford said before the game he wanted to see the defense show up. That was the one thing that Steve Clifford wanted to see in this game. So, of course, they allow 72 points in the first half. Yeah. The one thing that he wanted to see. and and, And certainly if he said it to Eric Collins of of Fox Sports, then you would have to assume that he expressed that point to the team. And they allow 72 points in the first half. Now, New Orleans, great offensive team. But David, the defense has been MIA. Yeah, what up with that, Doug? Do you know what's going on there? Because that's not what Steve Clifford usually likes to see out there, as you mentioned. And it doesn't make sense with this team either. Uh, One that knows how to play and just – you, you got to wonder if that's the first thing that to kind of go when people get dis- disinterested. Um, it's like, like your you car the, when you're when your air conditioning breaks, you know yeah. that the rest of the car is soon to follow. It's like it's the it's the omen that that it's time to 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 trade her in. It's a long season, Doug. This is the tail end of the season, and it's not getting any more fun for the Charlotte Hornets right now. So perhaps you know they're just trying to outscore people. But this this has been going on since they returned from the All Star break, right? Like they haven't held anyone what under a hundred. Have they done it one time? Oh, you're I don't know that me, they you're have. Gonna me, <clears throat> you're going to make me do research. No, I'll search for you. You tell me what's going on, and then I'm, I'll, I'll jump back in and say, no, they haven't. Well, <clears throat> excuse me. Well, I think that what you have to ask yourself are a couple of questions. Can this roster, as it's currently constructed, play the game the way that Steve Clifford wants them to play the game? And if the answer to that question at the end of this season ends up being no, and right now – all of the evidence suggests that they cannot, or that when they are put, when their backs are against the wall, this is how they respond. Then you either you have to make some kind of change, and if you can't make a significant roster change, then there are few places to look at this point, except for Steve Clifford. And I want to be careful here, because I think Steve Clifford is a fantastic coach, and I think the philosophies that he has brought to the Charlotte Hornets organization, has brought a structure and a consistency that that this organization did not have prior to him arriving. And that is commendable. And I think that his philosophies uh, can produce winning basketball under certain circumstances. But, David, if if the team is not going to respond to, to his insistence that they play defense... And this team is talented enough to play defense. For stretches in this season, they've produced a top 13, top 10 defense at times. So it's not like they are incapable. But if they're not going to do that, then what future does Steve Clifford have with this organization? I think that's the question that this team will have to ask itself 
as Clifford game after game takes responsibility for now he's not just taking responsibility for getting the team ready he's taking responsibility for the roster construction uh yeah I mean I think he's that's what a good coach does and takes it takes the blame for when the team's not playing well and at this point they're not he's done that before in the past I think with this group you're actually absolutely right uh there, there has to be a change this group maxed out you know, that the Steve Clifford, Kimball Walker era may well be remembered for that playoff run when, when Al Jefferson was here um, and the Jeremy Lin group when, when that group was here. Uh, he may have maxed that out. You know, the, this this core group may have done their best with that effort and may not be able to do any more. I, I think it's pretty obvious there needs to be some change. Um, I, to me, Kimball Walker is the last place you look, but right before that is, is Steve Clifford. I, I just think he is a good coach who has put together something that he thought would work and the pieces have not fit together. I, I feel like we say that three times a show, at least I do. And, but it's true. Um, this season cannot get over fast enough because I think you're right. I think the, the further, the longer this goes on, that sentiment is going to go stronger. You know what I mean? Like the more games you have like this, when you mix in maybe one or two more blowouts, like that sentiment is going to start creeping up on more people's minds. Warriors reporter, Golden State Warriors reporter for The Athletic, Anthony Slater, tweets, Warriors just announced they canceled practice today. Everyone in recovery mode after Steph Curry's 30th birthday celebration. A little hangover, David, the Warriors were. They said, forget it. Canceling practice. You know, I get it. The Warriors are an all-time team. Uh, they've got a bit of a streak going here. But is everything breaking news? Is there? Do we have to report everywhere that they can? But actually, no. Everyone else shows up hungover to work. These guys can't show up and sweat it out a little bit. So your your problem that, your you. problem is not with the Golden State Warriors, who are not currently at the top of their conference, having a little oh, too much fun and not hitting the pl- practice floor. Your your problem is with with breaking with with that being significant news that needed to be reported. Uh, yeah, I think I have a problem with all of it. Uh, I think they they should have shown up. They should have gone through the motions at least. But I don't know that that is breaking news either. What do you think? You think they should have? You think they should have? Uh, you know, shown up and and toughed it out. Listen, I'm not going to question the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> I'm to, until they until they stop you know dominating. The playoffs. I'm not going to question. I'm not going to question the Golden State. Do any of the Hornets? Do they have? Do we have birthdays coming up for the Hornets? Um, that would be interesting. If, if, listen, say the they're already listen, They're for, already playing. And show for the games. They're already <laughs> playing hungover at this point, especially on the defensive end. Well, All hey, right. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, yeah. You know, since the beginning of February, the Hornets have held opponents under 100 twice, twice. And that would be a 98 point effort by the Detroit Pistons and a 96 point effort from the Brooklyn Nets. So not a good stretch there. I went back further than the all-star break. Detroit, an absolute disaster right now. Ooh. Oh my goodness. Blake Griffin. Yeah. That did, it did not work. All right. Short break. We're going to come back. We'll talk more about this Pelicans game. Plus later on, we're going to give you some names that we will be watching in this year's NCAA tournament. You're listening to Locked On Hornets here on the Locked On Podcast Network. 
You are listening to the Locked On Hornets podcast. Thoughts on the news about Cody Zeller's injury? That's a tough one, man. I mean, what the f- Dude. He's just injured, man. It's, it's okay. okay. It's Look, just, you know, he's injuries just having to deal happen. with an injury. He didn't want <laughs> to get injured, okay, David? But, but uh, Sorry, guys. I just had someone jump out in front of my vehicle. That's uh, That was understandable. Only on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Going back in, David. I'm going back into the satchel of NBA you're, you're LOLs. You're getting addicted. I'm in. <laughs> Tomorrow I'm going to come in hungover. <laughs> hungover from NBA See? LOLs. I've been told that also I, I need to play up the satchel more. I need to because people don't believe that I actually have a satchel with me full of we these delicious. So let me hold on. I'm going to reach in and pull out. This one. This is from Caitlin Holroyd over at The Score. A group of 17 Toyota employees use their free time to build a humanoid robot called Q that uses AI, not Allen Iverson, artificial intelligence to shoot baskets with extreme accuracy. According to Newsweek's James Hetherington, a at six foot two Q is shorter than the average NBA player. It's also clueless on defense as it doesn't have the ability to move. Mm. What do you think about that? Robots. They're not only opening doors now. They're taking jump shots. They're draining jumpers. You ever seen that Jetsons episode where the robots play football? No, I'm gonna take that as a take that as a no. Yeah, I was more future. of a. I'm sorry, I was more of a Flintstones guy. Please enlighten mm-hmm. me on this episode. I mean, that's pretty much it. The robots are playing football, and you go to the game and you see them play football in place of humans. So it looked actually pretty fun. I mean, if we're gonna have robots playing basketball, if the trade off for that is flying cars and jetpacks, I'm in. Count me in. Get the robots out there. At six foot two, Q is shorter than the average NBA player. It's also clueless. Useless on defense as it doesn't have the ability to move. So it's Isaiah Thomas. So he's a. Re- <laughs> I'm glad you went there. I thought you were going somewhere closer to home, and I'm glad you you held off. All right, let's get back to this Pelicans game. I, uh, yeah, if we have to. Let's- <laughs> Late game offensive execution uh, wasn't there again for the Hornets. Kimball Walker two points, 0 of four from three. Hornets were two of thirteen combined from outside in the second half. They had late game turnovers by both Kimball Walker and Nick Batum. Uh, MKG got a steal right at the end of this one, and he went one-on-one with Anthony Davis. Bold. And you got the expected result. Rejection. So Well, they're, they were college teammates, Doug. It's March Madness. Uh, I don't know if you heard about that. It's March Madness, and people have their brackets out, but they played on the same March Madness team at Kentucky. Well, fun fact for you. But this offense—I mean, what is what's going on, David, with this with this fourth quarter offense? They yeah, can't, man. They, they can't find a way. We've seen this over and over. I gave the stat. They were now they are seven of twelve, not seven of twelve, seven and twelve in games mm-hmm. decided by five points or less this season. On the wrong side of that statistic, and so much of it, uh, and so look, this game 
I'm sure if I brought this up to to Steve Clifford, he would say this game was more about defense than offense. But at the same time, you have to knock down those shots. Yeah, I mean, it turned into a lot of Dwight Howard late, and he was going back and forth with Anthony Davis, and he had some success. I mean, but at the 328 mark, he hit a shot to put the Hornets up one. Um, they'd done a nice job of coming back and battle back, and Howard had gone inside. They didn't score again for another minute, and, and by that point, they were then down four. I mean, that was a big swing there. And on the, the next possession, they went back into Howard, and it, that was it. I mean, once it went in, everyone stayed flat-footed. No one moved. No one cut. There were no other options, mm. and that was it. Uh, the offense came to a dead standstill. That's in the last two minutes of the game. Like you're just not seeing any uh, any urgency on offense or defense, and, and that's the frustrating part. I mean, you know, Howard's got it going a little bit, but I don't know. I mean, you put some of that blame on him, but I got to put some of the blame on the other guys, Doug. If you're not cutting, if you're not moving, if you're not giving him options, you know, there was plenty of space. No one's moving towards the basket. Uh, what's he supposed to do? There were a few possessions in this game where I felt like they were I felt like they were passively aggressively passive it's no you got to is passive aggressively yes passive aggressively mm-hmm. feeding the ball into Dwight Howard like as if all right as in just go. like here go all right fine right and yeah, and, and Dale Curry mentioned on the broadcast that he thought that Dwight Howard was frustrated in the first half by not getting enough touches and they got him more touches in the second half. And, and it all just sort of, you just throw that into a pile with with Nick Batum and Marvin Williams comments on how this team used to play for each other and used to play for the guy on Mm -hmm. the left and on the right and used to share the basketball. And Nick Batum says that he and Marvin are trying to move the basketball and you Mm -hmm. just put all of that into a pile and and then that pile spontaneously combusts. <laughs> yeah, and I should say that perhaps some of this has been developed out of habit, or you know, seeing what happens with different results, or or those results not coming. You know what I mean? So like this may have played out over the course of the season, where they may have cut in January, they may have cut in December, they didn't get passes, nothing else worked, the ball never came back out, so they just stopped doing it. So I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of blame to go around. But you look at that play and everyone's just standing there looking at Dwight, which, again, maybe that's a little passive aggressiveness. and Maybe that's a little uh, teammate of the year Atlanta Hawks action from Dwight Howard, which uh, is an interesting scenario at this point for this team. Uh, Because Dwight, you know, is putting up the numbers, right? Uh, Player of the game last night. But you look at it at the end of the game, that's that's not what's going to win you a, a ton of games. And, and certainly not going at, at Anthony Davis every time down the court, too. So, like I said, this season, you mentioned combusting. It, it's on the verge. I mean, they've got to they have got to drag themselves over the finish line and, and go their separate ways for their own safety. Did you know, David, that the stickers found on produce like bananas and apples is actually edible? They are made from edible paper, and the FDA even considers the glue that's on the sticker to be food grade. How hungry must you be to finish off your piece of fruit and then 
wash it down with the sticker though, Doug. I mean, what's the upside in this? Well, I think it's it's more that you 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 just you just don't worry about the sticker. You say, listen, I'm at a point in my life where where a lot of things could hurt me. And, and a sticker is not going to be one of them. And so you take that chance. But now I'm telling you, you can eat your stickers worry-free. Those bad boys are edible. You can eat them. Isn't anything edible? I guess if it kills you, it's not edible, right? <laughs> no. No. Gosh. I mean, you... Well, you're you a, you are a father of two children. <laughs> well, that's why I'm asking. Anything's edible. Pick it up <laughs> off the floor. Get straight in the mouth. It's edible. All stickers are edible. You, you didn't know this. All markers are edible. Okay, let's uh, let's give some names of players that we are watching in this NCAA tournament. David, I'm watching Colin Sexton from Alabama, point guard. Started playing basketball when he was three years old. His name has been mentioned in the FBI investigation into college basketball. And I personally think the Hornets should only look at players under investigation in this draft. If you're, you're if you horse. have not been under some kind of investigation, then you aren't worth worth the time. <laughs> you know what? You know who he is starting to be mentioned in the same class as he's, he's starting to be mentioned in the same class as Kimball Walker. Like he's going on a little Kimball Walker type run. Uh, which he did through the SEC tournament. Did you watch the SEC tournament, Doug? It's March. It's March Madness. Well, I, I'll, I will tell you that uh, producer Katie is a graduate from the University of Tennessee. So uh, I watched the one – I've watched, I'd say, maybe five college basketball games this season. Really? I cover, I cover the NBA and I cover the Hornets very closely. I mm-hmm. just don't get around to watching a lot of college basketball. That's fair. Also, That's fair. college basketball is dreadful to watch. So that is another reason why I do not watch college basketball. Uh, uh, but I did watch Tennessee and Kentucky duel for the SEC championship. Mm-hmm. And I did watch the point guard from Kentucky, Shea Gilgis Alexander, 6'6 yep. point guard, has a they huge like wingspan. How about this from Sporting News? According to Ken Palm's comparisons that match players across time based on size and advanced statistics, Take that for data. the 19-year-old's freshman season lines up alongside current pros Evan Turner and Drew Holiday, who the Hornets just saw last night with the New Orleans Pelicans, as mm-hmm. well as top 20 prospect DeAnthony Melton. Those are good names. Drew Holiday is huge, by the way. I always, I feel like I always forget that. I feel like I think Drew Holiday is kind of because he's he started playing point guard, and I always think like that's he's a, he's kind of a small dude, and then every time I see him on television, I'm like, this guy is huge. He's like shooting just, guard size. Is that because Kemba's guarding him, or is that just doesn't matter? <laughs> it's like seeing Dwight Howard next to Joel Embiid. If you get the comparison <laughs> shot, and you're like, oh, oh, is Dwight Howard That'll- small? No, 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 not that's a, not the case. He's a large human, so Joel Embiid just much be, must be a much larger human. That'll freak you out. I, I'm with you on heights. They're very confusing. One guy that I'm watching, I actually did have the chance to see him play a couple times this season, but I'm going to give you this name, Lonnie Walker from Miami, Doug. 
I actually thought he was a little taller than six foot four, but he's a guy that you watch him play and he gets to the rim. He runs the floor well. Those are the guys that we need to be looking out for for the Hornets to add. Um, you know, that's why we liked Donovan Mitchell so much last year because uh, he could do a little bit of everything and guard multiple positions. This guy's pretty athletic. Um, he's an interesting player. I, like I said, I thought he was a little bit taller than six foot four. I didn't see him shoot a ton from the outside, but a lot of athleticism. If you get a chance, keep that name at the top of your list. Check him out. I've got a couple more names that I want to share, yeah, but first too. we got to take a short pause. We'll come back. We'll give you the rest of our names that we're watching in the NCAA tournament. And I promise we're going to reach back in its satchel one more time. And everyone, listening, everyone that's listening is like, you didn't have to promise that. And I'm promising myself. I'm promising myself and I'm promising David that we're going to reach back into the satchel one more time. You're listening to Locked On Hornets here on the Locked On Podcast Network. You are listening to the Locked On Hornets podcast. Here on Basketball Reference, one of the, my favorite things is the nicknames they have listed for people. Mm-hmm. Take a guess at what Zach Collins' nickname is. Uh, the, the Big Cricket. Doug? Doug? That a really good How am I supposed to compete with the Big Cricket? <laughs> Doesn't make sense. Get more Hornets analysis on LockedOnHornets.com. Back here, I'm Doug Branson, joined by David Walker. We're giving you some names of some college basketball players that we will be watching in this NCAA tournament. Now, I know I just gave this name, Shea Gilgis Alexander, point guard from Kentucky. Another 19-year-old guard from Kentucky, you say. Why would the Hornets draft another guard from Kentucky one year after drafting Malik Monk? Why would they draft another guard from Kentucky that has two names? after drafting Michael Kidd Gilchrist. Like, the history is already there. You've been there. You've done that. I think Gilgis Alexander is that good. That's why. That's my my analysis. I told you, I don't know anything about college basketball. We're waiting on the experts to come in. You got to keep taking your shots on Kentucky players. You'll you'll eventually hit. I mean, they're 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 too good. So if you just fill your team up with Kentucky guys, you'll be okay, right? You, you can't be any worse. All right, here's some experience. You want experience? How about Miles Bridges? This is a guy oh, that we you're targeted. You're stealing all my guys. Well, you can talk about him too. But he's a guy that we looked at last season as a as a possible draft selection for the Charlotte Hornets. Mm-hmm. But then he decided to go back to Michigan State. David, why are you watching Miles Bridges? That's why, because we watched him last year. He was he was our Donovan Mitchell before Donovan Mitchell. We really thought the Hornets had a shot at him, and I think they could have a shot at him this year as well. I didn't see him play a ton this year, so I'm looking forward to watching him in the uh, in the NCAA tournament. But another guy in that mold that can play both forward spots and kind of get out on the perimeter and defend and get out and run. I mean, I- I'm glad he went back to school, Doug. Maybe he's a little more seasoned, and maybe the Hornets can get him. This time around, if it falls that way, you uh, have you seen him? Well, no, you've only seen five games. Was he one of the five games you watched? He was not, but tweener is not a bad word anymore around this draft talk. Used to be a bad word. Used to be a a scarlet letter, but it is not anymore. Being a tweener is having that versatility is something that the Hornets desperately need. That's why Miles Bridges is such an attractive option for me, for the Charlotte Hornets, if he is indeed available. I have looked at his stats. He hasn't necessarily 
Uh, he didn't regress. That was the that's sort of always the fear when a player goes back that he's going mm-hmm. to kill his draft stock, you know, or or have like a Grayson Allen type of experience where he just like drops off the draft board completely after returning back to school. Didn't happen yeah. with Miles Bridges. I mean, his stats are relatively the same. Didn't improve dramatically, but I think he is what he is as a player. From what I read, I mean, he's he's kind of a uh, a high floor, low ceiling type of player. Maybe a a less athletic. Aaron Gordon or a more athletic Tobias Harris, those are kind of your the, the yep. spectrum of your of your comparisons. And you know if he but if he dramatically improves that jump shot, if if he is a consistent three point threat, and he is he you know he maintains that athleticism that he's shown off at Michigan State, then then obviously dangerous player. One question I wanted to ask Gavin Shaw from Locked On Nets, uh, and, and I will still ask him this. Okay. Is Miles Bridges <clears> – <throat> man, the vo- it's, it's all these NBA LOLs. They're, they're taking a toll <laughs> on my it's vocal cords. It's the snow outside. Miles Bridges and Michael Bridges, are they the same person? Mikhail, Mikhail, is it Michael? That's the other question I want to ask. Com- the, well, that's good. That's question number okay, one. See, write How that do you, one down. It's write snowing outside. Down. My God, it's snowing outside. That is ridiculous. Uh, yeah, Mikhail, Michael, Mikhail. How do you say his name? <laughs> and and is it Miles Bridges in disguise? Those are the two questions that I want. <laughs> Mikhail. But he's uh, a he's a junior from Villanova. Have you have yes. you read a lot about this guy? I've I've heard a lot about him. Some say the best player on that Villanova team. So. They'll be they'll be prominently featured during this March Madness run. It's March Madness right now, so uh, I haven't seen him play though. Six foot seven, you like that? You, are you are getting you paid to say March Madness? You've said it a good twenty six times on the show. I just show. I don't want people to forget. Sometimes they forget that it's March Madness right now. It's 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 currently March, and so it's March Madness. Get your brackets out, Doug. The other guy that I'm looking at though is uh, one that's super intriguing to me. Has not played a lot this year. Came in highly touted, Michael Porter Jr. You heard about this guy, Doug? I have, but but here's the thing: if Michael Porter Jr. is available for the Hornets, the mm. Hornets have either gotten very lucky mm. and moved up into the top three, or they will have taken a player again that has fallen, fallen down the draft board. <laughs> and right. that I think, listen, morale is already fairly low. I would say around around some, some of the fan base. A lot of the people that 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 talk to us on Twitter seems like morale's a little low. If they end up taking another player in the draft that falls <laughs> down the draft board, it, that could that could crater it. I think. Well, it's interesting. I mean, was the number one overall player until Marvin Bagley reclassified, right, and went on to have an amazing year at Duke this year. Uh, I don't think he's done anything to help his stock by coming back and playing in the SC tournament. We assume he's going to play in the NCAA tournament, but it wouldn't surprise me, you know, if he set out just to preserve that. And then who knows what can happen once you get into workouts and all this other stuff. I mean, look at Giles last year. He fell all the way down to what the back half of the first round to the Kings hasn't played yet this year. I don't think so. Just an interesting guy from an overall, um, you know, reputation standpoint, who knows what's going to happen with them. Um, it is a blizzard outside. <laughs> it is a blitz. The, the snowflakes. I'm sorry for giving the weather report. I just, I had this window right outside the studio 
And it is just the Gittimer.com studios, by the way. Visit Gittimer.com if you are in sales and need help. But uh, it is it is coming down, and it's going to be 66 tomorrow. Charlotte? It's mad, man. It's madness. North Carolina. It's madness. Hey, have you seen DeAndre Aiden play basketball this year, Doug? Probably not. Was he in the five games for Arizona? He was, he was not Arizona? in the – it's been mostly okay. Carolina players. I watched a few okay. Carolina games. I watched the SEC championship. No, I haven't seen DeAndre Aiden. I've watched some highlights because I am starting yeah. – I'm starting my draft prep. Usually I start my draft prep in the first week of June. I'm a draft crammer. It's but it's, this year I'm going to start it early because this is an important draft for the Charlotte Hornets. They have to hit on this draft, right? Yeah, they do. They desperately need to hit on this draft. Satchel of NBA Lols going to dig deep. Going to dig deep down into the NBA satchel and pull out this. In 1978, NBA center Clifford Ray saved a Dolphin's life by using his 45-inch hand reach to grab a screw the Dolphin had swallowed. He received instruction over the phone from a veterinarian, 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 who told him how to reach up and into the Dolphin's second stomach. To extract the screw. How about that? This sounds like this saved, sounds like a rejected saved Flipper's life. Yeah, this sounds like a rejected plot story, plot line from like Anchorman Two. How? Where was he? Just swimming with the dolphins, like on his day off. Forty-five inch hand reach. That's the kind of stuff that you don't think about when you read these draft reports, right? The 7-2 wingspans, like you read about. That's uh, Mikael, Michael, Bridges. Mikael, yeah. Mikael, um, Steven, Stefan. 7-2 uh, wingspan for him. And it's like how many, how much wildlife could he save? That that should be a question when they get them in the draft. How, how many... How how many animals have you saved in your life? I was going to say, it sounds like a question or something they would ask some of these guys in like the NFL combine, some of those crazy questions, you know? How do you get the screw? Where do, Where's the second? <laughs> where's the, the second stomach? Where's the second stomach? The guy's like, what? <laughs> where is it? Uh, uh, pick and roll. Um, all right. It's been a fun show. And we've had some NBA LOLs. We've talked a lot of basketball. Not a lot of college basketball. We spent we spent a lot of time f- for the little that we talked for we, the little information we actually shared about college basketball. But Gavin Shaw is a college basketball expert from Locked On Nets, and he's going to join us hopefully later this week, if not next week, to really break down uh, this draft for us. Begin our draft preparation a little early. You can join us uh, every Wednesday for that. Uh, we're going to be back tomorrow. Uh, we're at this point in the season now where I just I'm I'm kind of relaxing a little bit, and I want to obviously we're, we've got a satchel of NBA LOLs, but also uh, I want to bring in my friends and talk basketball with them. So uh, tomorrow, my good friend, I used to do a an all NBA podcast with him back back when I was first exploring podcasts. Matt Fox will join us here in the studio to talk some hoops. For David, I'm Doug. Thanks so much for listening to this edition of Locked On Hornets here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets, on Instagram at Locked On Hornets. Subscribe to the podcast and tell a friend 
We're talking about the Hornets. We're talking about the NBA. But most importantly, we're having a lot of fun. Go Hornets. Go America. Let's swarm Charlotte.